0: Comment picks by the Glick.
1: Hey, and I'm your host Jason Glick.
0: Hey, your host Jason Glick. What's up, Jason?
1: Hey, John. Yeah, it's you know it's almost Christmas.
0: Uh yay, Christmas! My least favorite and most favorite time of year.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like you know you, you like the, you like all the experiences that the holidays bring, but you know just like the build up to them. I you mean, know, that's that's some like preparing for it. You know, that's something awful.
0: I'm gonna be greedy and just say I like getting things.
1: Yes, you you and me both. <laughs>
0: I'm a good heathen, so um, no, I also like the joy of giving and receiving. So that's yeah, but I like the giving part better. Anyway, so what do you have lined up for us tonight?
1: Okay, well, you see, these what I've got tonight like aren't exactly uh, gift recommendations per se, mm. but you know, it's like because chances are, it's like, if someone's um, reading the series I'm gonna be talking about, their part, chances chance they've already um, gotten them themselves. Or you know are making plans to get it, mm-hmm. but like see, I've got I'm talking about two big ass hardcovers I've, re- I've I've got collected over the past couple weeks. This would be um Batman, Black Mirror, Mirror and Green Lantern, the War of the Green Lanterns. Mm-hmm. Now it should be perfectly now if you're a longtime listener reader, then you'll it should be perfectly obvious why I'm talking about I'm um, War of the Green Lanterns, which so I'll come to eventually. But um, Batman, the Black Mirror. Now this is a, this is an arc. This this collects like 11, the eleven issues of um Scott, writer Scott Snyder's arc on, on Detective Comics before the whole big DCU New 52 reboot, so so and um it's like and, it's like and the thing is, the thing is though it's like and you, one of the things that, and I've been looking forward to reading this series this this arc for a long time because I've heard no end of good things about it just how it's it's. It's um, it's it's really really well written, very creepy, great art. Um, gives a definitive art for the Dick Grayson Batman. It's like, and it's just like part one said one of the best Batman stories ever. Now the problem is though is that when you start throwing around shit like you know best Batman story over, um, better than Batman Year One, like all that stuff. You know that that kind of like that kind of stuff on bullshit detector, and it's like it's time time like you know just like assessing and bring things back down to earth. That, 'Cause the first first of all thing is um you know like so John mm. Yes? When I say like you know um stuff like the Dick Grayson Batman, what um what kind of what kind of thoughts run through your head right there?
0: Uh the Dick the Dick Grayson Batman? Yes. Uh, tells me that the Robin was the original.
1: Yeah, well well I mean it's like basically uh, that's like well See that, cause that's the thing. Because like I know, cause I know you love you love Batman just as much as the next guy. But as far as co- comics goes, I mean, well, I mean, like you've you kind of like buy like the, the odd story like you know every couple of years, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm 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 not uh, a hardcore comic book fan. I am a, a casual comic book fan. I think that's a good way of putting it.
1: Okay. Um, yeah. So when it
0: points out a title to me, then I will pick it up and I'll read it.
1: Yeah. And also, by extension, someone talk, tells you about how, how for like the past past year, Batman has been quote-unquote dead slash lost in time, and um, Dick Grayson has been taken over his... has taken over Bruce Wayne's mantle while... it's like, while protecting Gotham with um, Bruce Wayne's son, Damien, as the new Robin, it's like, you're gonna go... what?
0: Sounds familiar, but I don't recognize it.
1: Yeah, it's like... I mean, like, uh, yeah, cause <laughs> I'm glad, yeah. Cause, like, that's that's the thing. Like, I hate to put you on the spot like that, there. But I mean, like, a lot of, but I mean, to the most, like, to, to the uh, casual, but to, to a lot of the casual audience, like, people who you know who like Batman, people who DC really wants to reach out to, this like the um the circumstances by which this story um like like is set in is going to make it like deeply impenetrable to the um to the majority of the audience. Now, I will give Snyder credit; he does give. If you can just like you know accept the fact that you know Dick Grayson is Batman and Bruce Wayne is currently right now you know somewhere else. Well, I mean, as the hardcore fans like me you know, he's out setting up Batman Inc., um, bringing up bringing Batman to the entire world. Um, but yeah, that's neither here nor there, and that's probably will be subject of a future on um, podcast review on my site. But um, but the Black Mirror, um, well, Black Mirror is basically um, Scott Snyder taking. Um, like giving um giving Dick Grayson's turn as Batman as a definitive story, because while um Morrison or Grant Morrison who who set up the new status quo um showed gave like, gave other writers mechanics and like set up the ground rules for um for how to how to how to portray Dick Grayson as Batman. Like Scott Snyder, he's the guy who's kind of done a great job of, of running with things and I showing you like yo, know, hey you know not only is this is um Dick Grayson as as new Batman possible it could actually really work and you know i wouldn't mind seeing him run with it even further you know it's so like if not not for the new reboot not saying that the reboot is a bad thing but i'm just saying that you know there that i'm that i'm saying that there there probably were probably per more than 11 good issues um i'm collected right here cuz the black mirror is like it's not really like one huge arc but it's like it's nice it's nice it's actually like a nice call the way it's structured is kind of a nice callback to how like a lot of uh comics used, used to be structured. How like you get like small, like um small multi story arcs, not like big six six issue epics. You get like so you get like a couple not couple good three issue arcs in The Black Mirror, the title story of course, and um Hungry City. Now the Black Mirror focuses on a uh like it focuses on a school kid who um who freaks who freaks out after getting his hands on some um killer croc killer croc serum And then, um, so Dick Grayson, um, winds up tracking down the, uh, source of this, finds out there's this, like, cute, this is underground, um, subculture of, um, of the rich, the rich and powerful of Gotham, like, who like to, um, bid on these, these antiques of, um, like, horrible crimes, like, stuff like, you know, the, the crowbar that beat down, um, the Jason Todd Robin. It's like, then you've also, and then, and, um, then you've got, um, like, Hungry City, which basically starts off with a... Giant killer whale winding up in the on the main floor of the Gotham City Bank. And then Dick trying to figure out the uh, circumstances that th- that brought it there, which also tie into the uh, tied to tie the daughter of Tony Zuko, the man who killed his par- his parents when he was a circus performer. Now, the thing I like most about uh, um, Snyder putting um, Snyder's work with um, Dick Grayson as as on as, um, Batman is that you know over the years Batman has been or Bruce Wayne is Batman, but it all built up as this, like this kind of invincible, like, you know, problem solver, like, you know, the kind of things like, oh, you know, it's like, 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 you no know, Batman can solve anything. Batman will win against like absolutely everything you throw at him. That's why, um, Grant Morrison has had to throw it, has had to throw in, has had to cop, like force Batman to fight against ideas, like over his course of him. like he's had to like confront Batman with fatherhood. He's had to confront Batman with the fact that there's this like giant, giant conspiracy that's been, that's been um, biding its time for years, in order to in order to finally take him out now we, then also like setting up batman to like you know take take his um enterprise out, out over the world you know stuff stuff like that with Dick Grayson as batman well we know that you know Dick isn't he's good but he's not he's not quite the uh like the um doesn't have quite the same detective mind that that um, Bruce Wayne does he doesn't have quite the same he, he's close but he's not don't have quite the same like martial arts skills so there's still so even though you know he's going to come out, he's eventually going to come out on top, there's still, like, the little, there's still the uh, the tension, the fact that you're kind of wondering, well, how is he, how is he going to, like, um, solve being, like, yo know, gassed it with, gas and left the mercy of Gotham, rich and powerful? How is he going to survive the, uh, like, being um, trapped on this giant, like, underwater sub, and then, like, getting his way, uh, finding his way to the surface? And also, there's also the fact that, you know, maybe, maybe in some cases he just won't be won't be quite as quick to catch, catch catch Chrome, but he will still wind up figuring out the um, source of the like the source of the scourge. So, like I said, I, I, Snyder does a great job of selling the idea of Dick Grayson as Batman. I would have loved to see more stories um, featuring this take. That being said, the um, like Dick Grayson's exploits aren't actually the, the main Uber arc of this series. Because, like I said, because even, even though it's structured with a lot of like um, it's not structured as like one 11 issue arc. There is still an underlying story about. The focuses on on the return of James Gordon Jr., son of Commissioner Gordon, to Gotham City. Now, this is my first encounter with James, with James Jr. and while um, and and um, well, I'm assuming that he's be- he's been featured before in the series. Um, he's let's just say he's one. He's a real piece of work. He's apparently. Um, like he, he's 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 creepy. He's it's like um, he apparently he's apparently had a penchant for torture, but apparently he's he's all better now. Thanks to this. he's realized that he's a psychopath. And now he's taking medication for it. Thing is though that like, you know that like good old Jim Gordon he can't quite bring himself to believe that his son has finally um like, finally on the street and narrow after all these years, and so like the the bulk of this book well, a lot of the issues are basically dealt with um how 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 Jim how Commissioner Gordon um and his daughter Barbara how they it's like and how how they're trying to cope with um with James's return. And of course eventually how Dick um factors into this as well. Now the thing is you know while I will admit that um Senator does a um, gives it a shot of like portraying um James as you know trying made a making a genuine effort to have shown that he's actually like, he's a changed person. It's like you look at this and you think that you know. I don't think that any um, regular um, reader who has an experience with fiction, period, is going to look at James and think, "Hey, you know, he's on the straight and narrow. I can, I think he's, I think he's an all right guy. I'd certainly buy candy from him." That's that's the thing, but like, but um, I can accept that I, that there's that the um, characters in the story believe that that you know there's there's some ambiguity there, and even he and, and um so even man some nice nice tricks with how you know with how um how they they finally um they finally get find out they finally find out the truth about what james and what he's what he's up to but you know it's like but i say like this little James is kind of like he's like you, you look at him and there's there's no ambiguity to like to what he's up to so that kinda so that's kinda disappointing right there. What isn't disappointing, however, is the art, which, which is handled by two separate individuals, Jock and Francesco Francavilla. Now, Jock is best known to me as the artist, art, as a regular artist on the Losers, and guys, guys are natural when it comes to drawing, like action, like action centered storylines. All he's got, the way his characters look in each panel; they've always got this like off-center look, like they're always like like priming, priming to just like jump into action or just like just. Just like move somewhere. Like he's a great action artist, and um, his and his work on the um, Hungry City and uh, and Black Mirror arcs is 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 truly is truly welcome. It's like as well as his contributions to the rest of the book. Now Francesco Francavilla, I was not familiar with this guy at all before reading the Black Mirror, and I was just kind of figured he'd be the guy that I you know that I, whose art I look at, um, and hope that and just wait for the. And just count the pages until I get back to looking at Jock, but no, Frank Avila is fantastic. This guy, I mean, he he handles the colors as well, and he gives us a great he gives it a great two tone. It's like um he gives it a great two tone look that like hi- highlights the suspense, just, just the, the suspense and, sin- and sinister feel of Gotham City, and his and his characters like this great great exp- great expressive and very expressive look look about them and he's got some great some fan, no not great fantastic two page spreads that are focused on the char- focused on the characters like especially with this two page um spread of bat of batman and then and then later on with um with Jim Gordon um, based, um reminiscing about his son um about James Jr. It's like it's it, like um, Frank Villa was a re- is, um, was a revelation to me and I'd love to see more of his art you know on batman or just I know that whenever I see his name on, on a comic book in the future, it's gonna be it's gonna be worth looking at. He's truly some some great. God, running out of euphemisms here. Some it's it's fucking good art, man. So so really, it's like so really, Batman. Like I said, if you Batman and the Black Mirror, highly recommended. Certainly not one of the best Batman stories of all time, but you know it's like if you are up on current Batman continuity, um, then then it's certain. Then it's certainly something um I'd I hi- recommend checking out.
0: What was that called again? Batman
1: Batman, the Black Mirror. Okay. Ooh, cool. Yeah. Available only in hardcover. For now. Yeah, but now it's like we move on to um another series that I've been re- that as you all know I've been reading for quite ongoing for quite some time, that's Green Lantern. Now, it's like I those of you who remember like I talked about the last um volume, um, like on Brightest Day which um, which we see um, was basically like ten issues of of um how how Jordan and the Rainbow Rodeo I'm um, going around Earth tracking down the entities and you know essentially you know, just just doing a lot of like advancing a lot of plot mechanics for what Jeff Johns wanted to do which was essentially this story all basically like a lot of what Brightest Day was was just i um, setting things up for the entities to get captured by the renegade guardian of the universe Krona, and and eventually, and eventually to have him have him um, take over take over not just the guardians of the universe themselves but also the entire green lantern corpse so, by and he does this by inserting the um the entity of fear parallax into the central power battery now with parallax now with parallax um controlling all the green lanterns and um the rest of the rainbow rodeo um trapped inside the book of the black, which contains all the um pages of the book the um book of Oa that were ripped out years ago. Um, all this are four Green Lanterns, no, five Green Lanterns that um, that still retain their their presence of mind. Hal Jordan, of course, Guy Gardner, John Stewart, and Kyle Rain- Kyle Rayner and Kilowog. All all these guys are st- still their minds because they've got because they've got to cause they they've had previous encounters with Parallax. And though this um, number is eventually whittled down to four, um, they're they're basically um, spearheading the charge to. To basically, um, save save the core and, by extension, the universe from from Crona. Now, now it's now it's like with um, now war of the Green Lanterns. You know, it's like it's it's like generally it's like it's um, this is the first um intertitle cross Green Lantern crossover since way back in the day with um the Central Corps War, which, as you'll recall, is a series that really got me started on um, reading, on reading Green Lantern. Now. Now it's like with War of the Green Lantern. This means that you've got um, now, unlike um, um, on the Sinestro Corps War, which basically which basically had um, Jeff Johns telling one like one particular story in it's like in, Gre- in Green Lantern, and then um, then um, David Gibbons and um, Peter Tomasi just telling um, relevant, pertinent side stories to um, it's like in um, Green Lantern Corps. This is a genuine intertitle crossover with um with John's with with John's um Tony Bedard and Peter Tomasi all all trading all all telling like advancing the story in each of their particular particular titles towards a certain end and for the most part it's like it, it generally works pretty well it's like you know like, as i said before when i read my when i read x men crossovers i it's like i kind of don't want like you know each and it sounds her- heretical but i i kind of like i really don't like it when the uh like like for each for each um, when you're doing these kind of like intertitle crossovers, for each each author to like you know be too be, and this their personality too much into one thing because that kind of it's destructive to the flow of the flow of the story. Ideally, it's like I either like to have one person write the entire thing, or at least everyone just you know work together so it seems like one person is writing the whole, the whole thing. For the most part, um, that that works pretty well though. It's though really it's like all as you might expect, all of the uh like all the best stuff is save for the uh save for the Jeff the Jeff Johns issues. Since so I'm imagining that it's he's he's obviously the man in the driver's seat here. And there's and so there's plenty of good moments here. It's like, yeah, it's it's a lot of sound and fury with all the uh it's like with all the like with all the, all the Greenlands fighting against themselves. But then you get but you get have some nice bits with like with um John, like with um how Jordan and Green and um, Guy Gardner fighting, like um, finding ways to mentally disengage from their rings on a sub-zero planet. Then, then they um, banter back and forth. As they as they um fly over to the uh, fly over fly back to Oa, and in they're in, their, in the spaceship. And then John and then old oh, Hal gets a uh, gets a great hey, tells guy hey you haven't got had to fly with me yet moment. And then um, then of course you also get to one of the moments that I had to imagine John's been wanting to do for a while, and that's that's get the different colored rings onto each. Onto um, on the rings of Hal, Hal, John Stewart, um, Kyle Rayner, and Guy Gardner. So basically, you've got all these. He's got these lanterns who are who are basically wielding rings that they're ultimately not suited for, and now they've got to go and save the universe. So, and you know, of course, it's like I and there's I said there's plenty plenty of other good good stuff here, particularly the um, bits where Sinestro's um, moving through moving through the, the uh, book the book of the black, then the, the and the, uh, when you see the guardians who have been possessed by the entities finally display some emotion it's like it's, it's like overall it's like it's a it's still it's a, it's a real weird and well constructed crossover and it's like and anyone who is reading Green Lantern is like even if you're not reading the other titles like no I'm, i haven't really been up on like emerald warriors or or Green Lantern corpse before reading this but um there's but you know there's still a lot of great stuff here, and the end. It's like it's like in the end is also um really well handled especially in the sense that you know I I still kind of w- cuz this is also this is also like green lantern's last um ho- last Hoover before the like for the new 52 reboot and it left off on a really interesting footnote because um cuz well um green lantern um it's re- it's rebooted version basically got some flack for the fact that They're not actually, it's not actually a, Green Lantern um, in the New 52 isn't actually a reboot. It's a direct continuation of what John's was doing before. And based on what I see here, thank God for it, because there is some, like, really interesting stuff to be done with the new status quo that's, that's that's set up in the last couple pages here. So really, it's like, I'm looking at, so judge solely on the fact that, hey, you know, do I want to know what's going to happen next do, I mean, do I wish that we'd just gotten you know, just, a couple more page, just a couple more pages to see what what was going to happen? It's like, yeah, yeah, I'd absolutely, yeah, it's like I'd love to have seen seen that. Of course, you know, it bears to say that you know, like anyone who really isn't who isn't who hasn't been well versed or paying attention to the last couple of years of Green Lantern is going to look at this and find this completely and utterly unfucking penetrable. So that's so yeah, it's like. So okay, that's why I say that um, neither of these, both um, Green Lantern, War of the Green Lanterns, and Batman and the Black Mirror, you know, aren't really like you know continuity friendly Christmas gifts. But um, as far as, but hey, you know, it's like if I had both these already. I'd sure as heck love to see, love to have seen them already under my Christmas tree. So, so overall, it's like War of the Green Lanterns, another solid solid entry in the uh, in in um, the green in the Green Lantern Green Lantern library. And I'm sure, and um, it, like I said, if nothing else, it's going to get me to buy the hardcore version of um John's um first first arc on, on Green Lantern titled um Sinistral Rebirth, from what I hear.
0: Is that it for your reviews today?
1: Yeah, that is it because like I've talked talked way talked way too much about just two things, and um. Yeah, that's... Yeah, I'm I'm done. I'm going to call a nine and then I'm going to go and probably write some more before going to bed.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Well, um, we'll see you next time on Comet Picks by the Glick. And, um, yeah, well, it's Christmas time, so uh, yeah. I don't know. Will we be hearing from them before then, or...?
1: Oh, no. It's like, next time you hear from me be before the end of the year, though. Right. It won't All be... Not right. <laughs> enough time for... Not time for the best of, oh. but uh Will be, but I'll, like, I'll find, hopefully find something. Hopefully find something inspired to close out the year with.
0: There we go. All right, we'll talk to you later.
1: All right, happy holidays, everyone.
0: All right, happy holidays. Talk to you later. Bye.
1: Bye.